Welcome to another episode of Comedy Wham Presents with me, your host, Valerie, and sometime co-hosts, Miss Purrington and Mookie. Uh, ComedyWham.com is your place to go for features about all Austin comedy. You can keep up with us on Twitter and Instagram at ComedyWham or on our ComedyWham Facebook page. In addition to podcasts, ComedyWham brings you articles, album reviews, our advice column Rochelle takes on comedy. We've got a festivals page and an FPIA page with all the contest results. And of course, we're best known for our events page for live shows in Austin, Houston, and DFW. If you're a comic in those cities and want your show featured on the calendar, go to the events page and click submit a show to complete the short survey. Tag us on your Instagram stories and posts and we'll share your show promo. Looking for ways to support all these resources we provide? You can donate to Comedy Wham on PayPal, Venmo, or even Patreon. Search for Comedy Wham on Patreon and check out our subscriber perks. Now let's get back to our podcast. Launched in 2016, the podcast project brings you funny people and their stories. As a fan, I like to delve into a comic's background and motivations and will usually take a detour along the way. Consider the interview a way for you to get to know the folks that make the Austin comedy scene one of the best in the country. If you like this podcast, please rate and review us. Whew. <laughs> that is really hard to do these days. Uh, we'll talk more about that probably. Okay, today we are talking to somebody who originally reached out to me probably about a year and a half ago when we were still doing the Comedy Wham Showcase. And she had, I think, less than a year of experience or about a year of experience, and she was always on call if I needed somebody to fill in, and it was really, really awesome to watch her progress over the course of that year. Uh, she's the co-host of the short-lived, but maybe it'll come back, Truth or Dare show with Holly Hart. Uh, she was an FPIA semifinalist um, this year, and uh, from my by far away observations, she's one of the hardest working young comics, and I have been hanging on to this invitation for a while because I have wanted her to be our kickoff episode for 2023. Happy New Year to everyone. And now Comedy Wham presents our guest, Kat Swantner. Hi, Valerie. Hi. Thank you. That was such a nice intro. <laughs> You're it's like, welcome. man, I didn't even know I did all that stuff. <laughs> you did. Good. You did. <laughs> I like to sweeten up, you know, my, yeah. my guests, make sure they feel happy and yeah. proud of what they've accomplished sure yeah it's hard to um you know look at it holistically when yeah. you're down in the the grind every yeah. day so. yeah yeah um just for reference uh how long have you been doing comedy now uh it's only been about uh close to two years okay yeah. wow yeah that's amazing yeah I mean, it's not, you know, it's not amazing. People put in effort and they get rewards from it. And that's how that usually works. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, definitely have, you know, a ways to go. But, yeah. um, you know, there's definitely been some progress. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay. Well, let's start off with our official kickoff question, which is one word to describe your past. Mm. storied storied oh that's fancy i it's a it's kind of a uh, yeah there's a mix of <laughs> a mix of things that you know kind yeah. of made me who i am today yeah uh, well i i did my homework uh -huh. because i hope have not known, too much <laughs> well you know yeah not too much but enough okay i listened to one podcast um i i have only known you as the comic cat swatner mm -hmm. And I was listening to High Noon, and I listened oh, to your yeah. episode, so I'm yeah. like, oh, she's got like this whole background, and we have some things in common. I'm a UT alumni as well. Nice. And, oh, cool. But of course, you know, I didn't, I, I don't know if you, well, you can tell me to edit this, but I was never a debutante. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I was never uh, in a sorority yeah. to leave a sorority. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, you know, I, I was not <laughs> that, that kind of person in college. Yeah, well, you, I will tell you, you weren't missing out. I mean, I did it, I did it for less than a semester. Mm -hmm. uh, it, you know, my mom really wanted me to do it. And yeah. I was like, I guess I'll do it. You know, like you're helping me with school. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah I kind of um, just quit going. So they yeah. kicked me out. So, you know, and, and I, you know, it's just, um, it's just too much. It's yeah. just too much for yeah. me. Too much, uh, you know, weird 
female energy and yeah. and kind of that yeah ritzy yeah sort of well atmosphere. when I was in college I was you know one of the kids carrying around their lunch sack with a peanut butter sandwich mm-hmm. and an apple oh. and uh, I was one of the goth kids that was oh, my hell yeah that was my life you know when I was social so <laughs> yeah. I was not a big fan of sororities oh, of course that, not I mean that that's life. yeah that's truly who I was like it was like you know I was wearing Doc Martens and and my bandanas <laughs> yeah. and my band t-shirts so it's like hey I don't really yeah fit in with yeah. um whatever this is yeah. you know well and you know, I, I'm a parent and mm-hmm. it's, I feel like I, well, you know, ask me in five or six years, but I feel like I do a good job of not imposing my will upon my child. Sure. Like I, you know, I, I can understand your, your mom's motivation for her, you know, because I see all the whole, the whole networking angle and, you know, the future connections thing, but that also that feels very highbrow. Yeah. Um, but I just, uh. I don't know that I could tell my kid, like, I can't even get him to do the honor society. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm never going to try to push him into a fraternity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, you know, there's also the thing of like, I was kind of fucking up at the time. Mm. So maybe it was also, I was like, well, I want to make my mom proud, you know, mm. and I know she wanted me to do this. And, um, you know, I think we, we had our issues for sure. I think, um, she just really wanted to set me up for success. Yeah. But I think, you know, over the years, she's kind of realized I'm I'm kind of the person that I have to, I need to make the mistake in yeah. order to learn from it and in order to learn the lesson. Because yeah. I don't like listening to people. Yeah. And that was kind of where we always butt heads was like, yeah. you know, you're controlling me and I don't like this. And I've been a, <laughs> you know little rebel since I was like five so just you know get used to it and I think we're we're there you know yeah okay well we've we've kind of danced around your your youth and your childhood Mm -hmm. not that you're old by any stretch but I do like to have kind of a timeline conversation so uh going back to your childhood did Mm -hmm. comedy play a role at all in in your your childhood I would say so yeah I mean um I've always been kind of a weird off off mm. the beaten path person. You know, it's kind of this weird thing of like doing these things that were very much on the path of uh, you know, debutante and being a in a sorority or whatever, going yeah. to college. You know, I did all those things, but there was always this part of me that um wanted to act out and mm. kind of, you know, so I was kind of a class clown. Like I was always, you know, trying to make people laugh and I was never uh, I was kind of on the the periphery of being popular, so it was like I was not a very cute kid. So it was <laughs> like you know, I I knew I wasn't getting, uh, I was, wasn't gonna make friends that way, mm-hmm. and you know, so yeah, I mean, I would always try and make people laugh, um, and try and you know, cut the tension yeah. sometimes. And I also just I don't know, just never took anything that seriously, and I still kind of don't you know <laughs> but you got into ut which is not an easy school to that's get true. into that's true yeah yeah i mean i studied really hard and you know i was like a christian until i was like 17 mm. and then uh and then so it, you really were on a kind of a straight and narrow oh yeah traditional americana kind mm-hmm. of path and then it went real sideways <laughs> then it went real real sideways for a while um <laughs> Yeah, no, I was like a devout, like I was more Christian than my parents. You know, I'd be wow. like, you guys aren't good enough Christians. Oh my gosh, I can't <laughs> You're even so imagine. judgmental and <laughs> me judging them, whatever. But yeah, I remember, yeah, I started, uh, you know, I I don't even remember the exact moment, but it was kind of this gradual thing of like learning a lot about science. I started kind of drinking and smoking weed. And then I was like, ah, fuck all this stuff I've been doing. I don't, mm, you know, yeah. believe in it anymore. And, um, and yeah, had a rough, you know, I got into UT and then it was, you know, I was on scholastic probation at one point. So Eve. yeah, it was, um, definitely one of those cases of like being very sheltered and then 
leaving home. Big party and, school. Yeah, big and, party school. And the whole sorority concept, that whole yeah. is all, I mean, from outside looking in, it's all about partying and socializing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Well, I didn't even, I honestly didn't even have any friends in college. Like, I would just mm-hmm. party with um, the people I waited tables with. Oh. So it wasn't even, like, really a college thing. Like, yeah. it, it was in college, but it was all these, like, older, like, servers I worked with yeah. and stuff. Like, I would oh, hang gosh. out with all these old men at this bar. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> which, you know, is fun to look back on, yeah. but it was, it was a mess, you know, but yeah. Okay. I, 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 I want to go back to something you said. You felt like you were a class clown, uh, draw a picture for us, paint a picture for us of us watching Kat being a class clown in her element. So I think like, I just, I remember this one instance, uh, when I was, I think it's like eight years old. And, you know, I always craved attention, just mm. always. And um, we were in the counselor's office and my mom uh, wouldn't let me watch Austin Powers Goldmember. Oh, man. It's too young. <laughs> eight is a little yeah, young, you sure, know. Right. But <laughs> my friend, my neighbor, her parents let her watch it. So I went over to her house and we watched it. And I didn't tell my mom. And then I went to school and we got up to do introductions like during the counselors. I don't even, I don't know why we were doing that, but um, yeah. And I got up and I was like, I'm Foxy Cleopatra and I'm a whole lot of woman, you know, <laughs> and I was like eight years old and, <laughs> and the counselor was like trying so hard not to laugh, but I she was bet. also like, you know, yeah. it's not appropriate. Like you can't be saying that to, you know, and so she told my mom and, I was oh, like, I can't believe you watch Austin Powers. It's, I told you you couldn't do that. <laughs> so, you know, it was stuff like that kind yeah. of all the time. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think also I had, I was very sassy. I kind of had an yeah. attitude problem. So yeah. I get in trouble a lot. But I must just not see you in the wild often enough because these are all personality traits I wouldn't have ascribed to you. Like when you yeah. first reached out to me to do the showcase you just were so polite and you mm-hmm. were so nice about it and then every time you came on it was kind of the same deal and I knew I could call on you so you were very reliable and I you know I didn't get the sassy and I didn't get the rebellious yeah. um, well I mean I'm I've definitely chilled out as mm-hmm. an adult you know I think a lot of that you know being a kid's hard yeah being told what to do is hard and yeah. now I I I fucked up enough. Can I curse on this podcast? <laughs> okay. I didn't know. <laughs> yes. That's my favorite question that I ever get asked. Absolutely. It's a comedy okay. podcast. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think I, I fucked up so much in my early 20s that it was like, okay, well, there is some value to to what my mom tried to teach me mm. and what my, my teachers tried to teach me. So, you know, I was like, it'll make my life easier if I'm just, you know, kind and polite, not that I'm not naturally that way, but, um, I don't know. I think I struggle with a kid mostly just wanting attention and I certainly don't, don't lack that now. I, you know, get it every night, you know? So, um, yeah, I think just needing an outlet is important. Okay. So you go to college Mm -hmm. and you are waiting tables and this is Mm -hmm. your group of friends you have this class clown background. Mm-hmm. So where does performing comedy start to factor in? Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, that was, you know, I didn't do any comedy or anything um, back then. But I've always, I've always loved comedy. I always. Um, well, you wanted to watch uh, Austin Powers yes. at eight, so yeah. yeah. exactly. And, you know, my, my grandfather, like, I, I was obsessed with Mitch Hedberg in high school, mm. and my grandfather loved him, too, and so we would always, you know, wow. talk about our, our favorite Mitch Hedberg jokes. And that was so fun. Like, I love that I have those memories that of him. That is cool. Yeah. But, um, you know, to be quite honest with you, I was so, I was so lost like in my early 20s, as mm. far as who, I mean, it sounds so, you know, whatever, but I truly just didn't know who I was, what I wanted to be. Um, you know, I'd always been, 
you know, you have to make good grades. You have to get a good job. You have to do this. And then I was like, this isn't enough. Like, this is boring to me. I, I'm just, you know, itching for creativity. And, um, you know, I danced for my whole life. And so the performance art aspect has always kind of been there. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I mean, the comedy didn't start, you know, five five years after four or five years after college so um did i answer your question no okay not yet what so it's like so what's what was the spark what actually mm. got you to a performing of comedy yeah i think um you know it was just a you know it was during covid so it was like I just time. Yeah. Well, I was like, you know, I'm not going to have kids. I'm not, I I don't feel energized about anything, but I've always loved comedy. Yeah. And I made a couple of friends like in the comedy scene here. And my old, my old roommate actually was the, she's a manager at cap now, but she, um, you know, so I was always kind of around the comedy scene and I was like, you know what? I can just do this. (laughs) Anyone can do this. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So I started, writing jokes and then actually the night I was supposed to do my first open mic I actually like almost died like I had an emergency surgery and like so then I was I was like I'm definitely doing it now you know like there's you know so um yeah I think it was just a real like kind of yeah crisis of of boredom and yeah and where I'm gonna what am I gonna do with my life you know yeah. Okay. So I picked up on you said you were, you started writing jokes, mm-hmm. but you you didn't have this is my goal. I'm going to perform on this night. I'm signing up for this open mic. You just started writing. Yeah, I was writing for a while, and I wasn't sure. I mean, jokes is a very generous yeah. term. You know, it's <laughs> like when you're writing, you know, you can't you don't know until you get up there. Yeah. But um, yeah, I wrote for a few months before I before I did a mic and. Um, yeah. And, and what I, was what was that like for you to to write jokes because you you've had this life following a path and rebelling and then you're um working in the service industry and you're just from my viewpoint you're you don't have a creative outlet. Yeah. So how is that feeling to be writing jokes? Are you getting the energy from, from actually getting a creative part of you on paper? Oh, yeah. And especially when I first started um, writing. You know, I've always been a... Um, I've always like journaled and I've always written mm-hmm. stuff, but it's never with any goal in mind. So, um, yeah, it was extremely cathartic like I wrote I mean especially when I was after the surgery I had I was sitting at home for Mm. two weeks so I would just sit for hours a day you know and I don't think I've used any I mean I think maybe (laughs) I've one joke from all that you know but it's it got the process started yeah I mean I think writing anything is important yeah to you know could spark something it's uh I don't know. Yeah, it's a good outlet. I think. If you were to look back at that joke book, would you say you were trying to do a Mitch Hedberg thing because that's you know those are those fond memories that you have, or do you feel like you were truly creative in the way that Cat uniquely can be? Yeah, I think I was trying. I don't think I was trying to be like anyone uh-huh. necessarily. I think. Just kind of writing stuff about my life. I knew I wanted to talk about my life. I knew I didn't really want to be like an observational kind mm-hmm. of comic or um, whatever. So I think, um, yeah. I mean, I st- I still feel like I'm really looking for my my true voice in comedy because yeah. I think I'm a lot uh, I'm a lot weirder and sillier than I portray myself to be on stage. Mm-hmm. So, but there's this fear aspect of you know, you can write jokes and perform them. And if you're bombing, like talking like this, mm-hmm. it's different than bombing when you're like, ah, yeah, you know, right. like it's, you know, so yeah, I'm scared. I think that's, <laughs> it's just scary, <laughs> yeah. but you know. Yeah. 
Uh, what was your first open mic? My first open mic was at the Creek in the Cave uh, on a Thursday. And yeah, it was really, I mean, I think I got like one laugh and I was like, oh, this is it, dude. This is like you loved it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I was, I mean, just petrified. There's nothing. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's still scary. Like it's, I think my confidence kind of ebbs and flows. Um, but it's, there's nothing like that first time. Yeah. Getting up there. What was, yeah. uh, uh, when you got off the stage, did you like sign up for something the next night? Was it like an addictive high like that? Cause yeah, no, yeah, I was like, I mean, I think that night I was like, okay, I think one's enough for tonight. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm going to go celebrate or whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah, then I started doing it every night and yeah. uh, still pretty much do it every night. Yeah. 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 Um, you and I crossed paths. It would have been, well, that showcase, which sadly only ran for a year. Oh, uh, it's not it's not going anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, they the venue cut back its programming, and I've just then I moved, and it became a yeah. whole thing. And I haven't shopped for a new venue. I'd mm-hmm. love to bring it back one yeah. day, but yeah, uh, I don't it's know. It's always fun. Yeah, um, I that part that showcase started April of 2020. Mm-hmm. So that, and I remember um, somebody referred you to me. Yeah, and said, "Oh, she's a newer mic, but she's you know she's real she's she's good." And so was that about the time where you're like just brand spanking new? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was pretty new. Yeah, yeah. I loved your jokes from from the get go. Really? Like they were so That's dark so nice. and just like you know you you could kind of see the uh, you were wearing your newness. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, she's adorable, but these jokes are like brutally dark and god. I cringe. <laughs> I mean, I cringe so hard thinking about you know. <laughs> How much has has your joke writing evolved from you know what I would have seen back then? Oh, I don't know. I almost feel like I'm getting worse oh. somehow. <laughs> I it's like you know I want I don't know. I mean, I, when you're like just brand brand new, it's yeah. like any amount of laughs is a win, <laughs> yeah. right? And yeah. then you start getting into it, and you're like. Okay, well, that gets a laugh, but that's not really what I want to talk about. Mm. That's not really the comic I want to be. Yeah. And so trying, I just really want to be more um, silly because I'm silly. So I want to really dive into that. But I think also, like, I kind of restricted myself from talking about certain things because I uh, I was like, you know, I don't want to be hacky or whatever. So I I can't talk about, you know sex or mental health or Mm. weed or any of these things where it's like everyone has a different take on it you know your story is not going to be the same as someone else's so I think just kind of um yeah I think I'm a little more myself trying to be a little more myself yeah and I think uh writing longer jokes longer form jokes more like um kind of mm, I don't know I think I was trying to write one-liners kind of and uh and now i just kind of write so i probably wouldn't see any of those jokes that i would have seen early i think i maybe have one or two that i still use yeah but you know i um it's kind of like watching uh is it the chrysalis you know you have Uh the butterfly that's in its cocoon Mm -hmm. and those first couple of years are so brutal because you want to please everybody and you think this is how you do it by doing this adopting this formula and then you kind of gain gain a little bit of confidence and then you realize oh but i want to be silly yeah and i want to tell longer stories Mm -hmm. and then it's kind of like this blossoming that yeah takes takes a couple of years before you can I mean, some people longer, some people yeah. shorter, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I really want to get more into storytelling. I think that's kind of my next avenue. But you know, I think I can work work some of the jokes I have into stories. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I think that's the hard part about it. Is it's just you're you're just never going to be satisfied. I don't think. I don't think there's ever yeah 
a point where you're satisfied, you know, it doesn't matter. And then once you have like a really, really good set, like, you know, FPIA or whatever, Mm -hmm. it's like nothing compares to that. So it's, it almost feels like you're bombing at everything, you know, until you're, when you know what it's like to do really well, Mm -hmm. everything else just doesn't, Yeah, you know, it's just a spot, you know? Yeah. And for two years in comedy, you made it to the semifinals. Yeah, the I was pretty, yeah, lucky, I guess, yeah. Well, you, you were judged yeah. <laughs> and as qualified to advance to the semifinals well, over a pool of your competitors and peers. <laughs> that's true. I don't know. It was uh, it's my spot in the lineup help, I guess. I don't know. Oh, you're one of those. You like to dismiss your accomplishments. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I feel, um, yeah. Did you, did you, since you started comedy during COVID, Mm -hmm. you probably had, well, you said you had friends that are in the comedy world, so they might've given you some history. Uh, Did you know what a big deal it was, what, what a big deal it was that CAP was back and that the FPIA was back? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I used to go um, up to Cap City a lot. Ah. I would, yeah, I would watch, um, I go see shows, watch um, the open mic sometimes Uh and, um, you know, I had a friend working at the bar, so I just sat up there, drink, and watch the mics, and yeah, I kind of miss the, uh, I don't know, the old one was so, like, kind of dingy and historic, <laughs> you, like you know, yeah, <laughs> this one's, I mean, of course, it's really nice, and yeah. it's really, um, really fucking cool to be performing on that stage, I mean, yeah, so cool, um, but you know, there's so much history in, yeah. in the other one, but yeah. yeah, no, it's so cool so exciting that it's back yeah yeah uh, i i know that i was i was uh exchanging messages with that with you reminding you have fun that's the most important uh-huh. thing that's how you survive these things yeah <laughs> it's hard to remember it really is yeah especially when you're new and you're competing yeah. with you know not not just your like experienced peers but you know people that have been doing it for years that yeah. you know are amazing and it's easy to get into your head about a competition oh yeah yeah and it was also um yeah I mean it's also like you see people that you admire so much as as a comic and you're like yeah why did I you know what did I get through you know like there's <laughs> clearly so much better than yeah. me but you know it's um yeah I was proud happy yeah yeah so you uh you mentioned that you do you're on a stage every every night. Try to be, basically. yeah. Are you uh, one of the, the diligent types that you write down, like every show that you do, every mic that you do? Or you just kind of, you know that you've got your goal of going at least once a night? and. Yeah, so I have, um, I record all my sets. So I have all the voice recordings I only like keep a li- I do keep a running list of the shows that I do yeah just I don't know it doesn't matter but it's <laughs> it's I don't know nice to visualize like yeah what you know I don't know that the shows have gotten better you know like starting yeah. out it, you know so exciting to do any show and then it's like kind of looking back uh, oh I had like three shows last august and last month i had you know 15 or whatever it is so it's it is nice to keep track in that way um and i also think maybe it's just a i I just it's easy for me to look at if i just have a list Mm -hmm. and um yeah i am pretty freaky about that (laughs) yeah you started a show with holly yeah uh i talked to holly i guess a couple months ago now yeah and i was kind of bummed to hear because i saw the show truth or dare come up and she had mentioned that it it hasn't come back yeah. yet but there's you know wishful thinking for it to yeah make it come back yeah we had so much fun doing that yeah it was just kind of like um we couldn't get the scheduling right where it's like I think it was perfect show for like late night like on a weekend yeah um and you know we just and then we tried to do it um as like a backyard show and it's really, really hard to promote for that. So yeah. uh, I think, yeah, I mean, we would like to do it and bring it back. It's really fun. And I think the comics had fun. Um, and it was a little different than yeah. just, you know, a regular showcase. So, yeah, I hope we can bring it back sometime. Yeah. 
It's pretty fun. Did how did you was that your first show to produce? Yeah, yeah. Did, did, you, it did once. you like that? <laughs> did one show? Um, <laughs> yeah, one show. Uh, yeah, I liked aspects of it. I really, uh, I think hosting is, um, you know, really good way to get comfortable on stage because yeah. you, you know as the host you're up on stage for you know brief points during the show and it's a different skill Mm -hmm. than just doing your set um and it was really fun to plan you know the dares and like all that stuff and um being able to put up your friends that you think are funny and um but you know like i don't like barking that's not fun (laughs) to me i didn't like that uh i'm not a super outgoing person so it's hard Mm. for me to be like Hey, come see comedy. Yeah. You're going to love it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was really fun. I had a great time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you do you see yourself doing more of that or coming up with your own show? Yeah, I would love to. I think um, I think it it's kind of um, you know, it's, just, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work yeah. and it's one of those things of like I'm just like, would I rather focus on my material and getting better or put my energy into producing a show? But it's like, you can do both. Yeah. And at least, you know, if you're producing your own show, you get guaranteed time every yeah. month. So there is a positive aspect in that way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I haven't... Um, yeah, I, I have a couple, you know, I have something I'm... I'm planning kind of, but mm. it's not, you know, nothing's set in stone yeah, yet. Yeah. And, um, it's hard to find a venue. Like, yeah, it's just a lot of work. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And if you're, you know, if you want to focus on the stand up part, yeah, focus on that, especially if you're getting, you're getting plenty of stage time. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people, um, eh, well, Mm. no nope, i'm not gonna yeah yeah i'm i'm getting enough stage time i feel uh i feel good about that and uh yeah maybe i'll i'll go host a show with someone okay. sometime uh. <laughs> that's fine we'll move on <laughs> i know how to read uh non-verbal cues <laughs> Uh, with that, Kat, let's take yeah. an intermission with the, our little card game here. Oh, Where cool. should we begin? Ooh. These are open-ended questions. Ooh, I'm going to move. And, ooh, ooh. Shuffling them. Okay. You'll pick one, and I will read the question. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> this is going to be a good one. Uh, a conversation I need to have with my parents. <laughs> okay, so I'm supposed to say yeah. a conversation I need to have with my parents. <laughs> oh, God. Well... <laughs> I just need to um, tell him how much I love him. Oh. <laughs> That's Do they the think big... that you hate them right now? No, <laughs> no. I'm just like, I don't think there's a conversation I could talk about on here that I'm like, hey, by the way, by the way, you know, because I thought my parents didn't listen to anything and uh-huh. then my mom did listen to something. Oh, did she? I said on a podcast that. Oops. Yeah wasn't uh, particularly flattering so uh what's what's this one well that's the one you read to me and i okay i have to in theory answer it but maybe i'll answer it the same way that you answered yours well Uh something no this is could be a good one okay something about my culture i wish other people understood my culture (laughs) oh my gosh huh I don't, that's so hard to answer because I have such a weird culture. Are you Hispanic? My, yes, I'm half Hispanic, but my mom is Belgian. Mm. So I have this Western European Mexican culture and I'm just kind of floating out here in the, in the universe Mm -hmm. between like, we, we didn't necessarily celebrate a lot of Mexican, um, cultural events like honestly i didn't even know about dias de los muertos until i was in college oh wow (laughs) so you know we weren't we weren't uh that proud prideful i don't know (laughs) and then my mom 
with Belgian, Belgium, it's like, well, I don't know. I don't know what kind of events. I mean, for her, it was like, okay, well, <laughs> we survived World War II. That's, yeah. You know, I don't care about anything else. I sure. survived. So. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I am proud that I, I've got the Hispanic uh, side of me and, you know, Western European side of me. It's a very uh, interesting combo. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah. So I'm kind of a, a mutt, I guess, you know, maybe some people don't understand that I'm a, a mutt, mm-hmm. but I relate to a lot of different things. And I think that's yeah. probably why I like doing this podcast because mm-hmm. every conversation I have, I'm like, oh, I relate to that. Yeah. Even though we might come from completely different backgrounds and experiences, like, oh, I relate to that. Yeah. Because I've had such a weird yeah you know experience did you ever um spend time like in either of those places well i was actually born in belgium oh wow so okay my first oh, language cool. is french which oh. i did some digging and you have some some french way in your <laughs> way <laughs> oh that's a very je parle un petit wait <laughs> un petit peu de français uh-huh. oui c'est bien <laughs> no, cut that out that's not <laughs> sounded bad um, yeah, so wow. when I was in, when I was still living at home, my mom would send me to my grandmother's in Belgium for the summers. Oh, how lovely. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Because yeah. I was the American rock star kid. Hell You know, yeah. this tiny little village that my grandmother lived in. It's like, yeah. oh, are you the American? Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> oh. A village in Belgium. Yeah. That's just poetic. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. So, That's awesome. Yeah, there we go. Very Thank, cool. That was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. All right. Well, there's more stuff for us to talk about. Sure. About Cat. Yeah. Um, you, uh, you are part of a rock star couple. Oh, <laughs> sure. Uh, I don't know that many people know this because it's not like either of you are like super splashy about it, but mm-hmm. you do have a podcast together. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's not. It's not uh, a down-low relationship. It's, yeah. It's very it's out there. It's not a secret. Um, how, uh, how is it... Uh, I obviously don't want to know, like, what's it like to date a comic? But yeah, uh, being a comic and then also having a significant <sighs> other that's a comic, like, did you have any intention of that? No. And is it weird sometimes or is it cool sometimes? Because you can talk about, you know, you can, yeah. you can dish about an experience that you had, mm-hmm. you know, at a, at a similar show or whatever. Like yeah. you can understand each other's experiences better. But also you're in each other's faces all the time because you're both comics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I did not plan on that. <laughs> I had sworn off dating i'd sworn off dating men i was like i'm only dating women and whatever but (laughs) but you know that's just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes and um yeah i it's cool it's really cool it's really fun yeah there's really no like weirdness um because it's also like we're both pretty busy so we're not like always together like there's a lot of nights like Like, I unfortunately had to miss his set when he won the Austin Comedy Competition because I had my own show that I was doing. So it's like, you know, but it's really cool to be able to talk about stuff and run things by another person that truly, you know, cares about you and also understands the industry. Because I think that is a hard part of it is like of dating when you are a comic. And like, I know a lot of my friends you know, struggle with this, who are, like, on dating sites and whatever. It's, yeah. like, it's just hard to explain the lifestyle to people right. who don't get it, you know? And I, and I don't mean to be, like, uh, I don't, I'm not trying to sound, you know, like, it's some secret, like, <laughs> you know, um, whatever. But it's just, um, yeah, it's just, like, a, a tough lifestyle. It's very, like... Yeah tiring and very late um, night draining you can't go on dates because late evenings yeah. are exactly the prime time for shows yeah. and yeah and then it's like you know if you need to like around the holidays and stuff like miss whatever it's mm. there's just like it's kind of your number one priority so like trying yeah. to maintain a relationship 
seems difficult. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't really done it. Um, I mean, I hadn't had a significant other in a very long time mm. before that. So, yeah. yeah. No, it's really fun. It's really cool. I could have never asked him these this question. I know. He's a he's a little shy little being. He is. Yeah. So we saw you uh, at Good Pollution. Oh yeah. Uh, and I had dragged my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Did he have fun? He hates everything I love. So. Yeah. <laughs> he laughed. I think at one thing the entire night. And unfortunately, my son easily gets under the influence of my boyfriend mm. so my son decided he wasn't gonna laugh at anything oh. either so he was one Ooh. of those i of course was giggling and having the best yeah. time because i loved everything i saw that was one of the best most fun shows i've it been to in, so in ages yeah. yeah that was so fun yeah yeah um but my son uh had never seen Casey mm-hmm. and I had raved about Casey and told yeah. him how he won the competition mm-hmm. and how like really insightful. And by the way, this isn't just, I'm trying to uh, suck up to, to cat, but I thought his interview was so like philosophical and insightful mm-hmm. that, yeah. you know, I kind of, every once in a while I deem an episode, a master class episode. And mm-hmm. I thought his was, cause yeah. he talked a l- about, you know, the role of sobriety and oh, how yeah. hard he works for his crazy antic style of comedy Mm -hmm. and um when when we saw you in the lobby uh my son was like man he's super quiet Mm -hmm. like yeah oh yeah just wait (laughs) and then he sees him and i'm like he was like oh my god he's crazy Uh (laughs) uh-huh yeah i mean that i think that was something i found very intriguing about him is yeah he was this wacky, crazy guy on stage, and then just you know, regular kind of shy, yeah, dude in real life, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's um, I like I like that though, like when people can be really expressive mm-hmm. on stage in a way that they wouldn't necessarily be in real life, yeah, but it's a character, it's a yeah, you know, it's a persona, and I think that's um, yeah, it's just a cool yeah. way to do it. And how has it been your your podcast that you do together? You're mm-hmm. you've been doing it a couple of months now. Yeah, I think we have like nine episodes out, maybe. Yeah, and yeah. how have you settled into like being recorded and balancing that? Well, we're two comics who who are doing this podcast together. Mm-hmm versus well we're boyfriend and girlfriend and we're having this conversation and it there happens to be a camera recording us yeah i mean i think um we have a very like you know we're like we're best friends so it's not there's not a whole lot of like struggling to um not be like boyfriend girlfriend yeah you know i think we both and we both care about uh comedy so much that it's you know it's work essentially so that's you know as silly as it is (laughs) it's it's you know we try to yeah but i mean you know it's i think we're still honest we're still who we are as a couple and as people but um yeah it's um i think the you know i think with any podcast though getting the getting your rhythm and your dynamic down is kind of tough yeah. at first. So yeah. I think the first couple of episodes were a little rocky, but I think we're in a rhythm now and um, kind of riff on each other. And then we have guests now, which yeah. is really fun. We can bring our friends in and we do um, a lot of like improv stuff, which I'm not super well versed in. Yeah. So it's, it's a, it's a nice challenge for me that helps me to be creative outside of just, performing and writing jokes it's kind of just there's really no pressure i mean it's you know when you're doing an hour or 45 minutes of something it's like well it's not all going to be gold so you know just kind of say whatever you think and and whatever comes to mind and sometimes it's bad (laughs) and sometimes it's really funny so you know it's just kind of the the fun of it yeah yeah the beauty of it you started comedy in the middle of covid when the old guard comics kind of all were shuttered mm-hmm. at home yeah and you were part of the the you know big boom of of comedy that that started 
have you started to make um, headway, make friends, like start to learn more about the, the comics and the comedy scene that we had before COVID and this yeah. mad influx of, of yeah. comics that we had? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm in a little bit of an interesting position because um, I have lived here so long and I've been interested in comedy and seen comedy I for keep so forgetting long. you've had friends before yeah so i had com- friends scene, so yeah, yeah that were in the comedy scene so i think um i think yeah i mean i definitely have friends um that are in the old old scene whatever um definitely some people that that aren't my friends but uh <laughs> i think that's you know yeah pretty typical of any scene um but yeah, I mean, I definitely understand the, um, yeah, it's just a, a whole new scene. So it's, I think I'm kind of uh, empathetic to both yeah. both sides of it. But it seems like everyone's starting to mesh pretty well. So yeah. it's not, um, yeah, it it's doesn't seem. It's mellowed out, I think. Yeah, it doesn't seem, and I don't think anyone's, I don't know. I just want to do comedy. Yeah. Like that's, you know, it's <laughs> right. not, I don't really care about who, whose show it is I'm doing or whatever. Like, yeah. obviously it's fun to hang out with your friends and you want to have friends. But at the end of the day, like, I just want to make people laugh. I just want to work on my, my craft and, you know, yeah. just have fun. Do you have a, a favorite uh, open mic that you like to do? And, and I, I, I'm, I'm asking that because, Depending on the venue that you're performing on, do you change how uh, how you put together a set? Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. I think there's certain things that I consider a little that are just lower pressure, like mm. certain mics where it's like like Buzzmill. I did Buzzmill last night. I mean, it's probably one of the best mics in town, the Tuesday Buzzmill mic. Yeah. Um, uh, Shout out to Aaron and Mimi. Great mic. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there were a ton of people there last night, but it's still like, it's a mic. So I'm still going to work on new material. Yeah. But there is, you know, always that kind of thing where you're like, I could do jokes that I know work and I could do really well or I could bomb. You know, yeah, you kind of have yeah. to make that choice, but I'm always trying to work on new material i mean obviously it shows it's different like i will usually squeeze in you know i'll make a shit sandwich or whatever just squeeze in <laughs> some new stuff in the middle and then try open and close strong uh-huh. you know so yeah. i still am doing my job and whatever but I, it's also hard to know sometimes at mics if things are working because yeah. if you're doing a late creek mic on a tuesday at 10 30 p.m there's no way to tell if what you said is funny or not yeah. you know there's yeah. a, there's just comics in there so yeah but i think buzzmill is a great one um um i usually do kick butt which for some reason that room really makes me nervous hmm. i don't know what it i do not know what it That's is weird it is weird i because i've been i mean doing that mic for a while now yeah. and yeah huh. It's so strange, the like, but that's why I keep doing it because I'm like it makes me nervous, so I should yeah. keep doing it. Hmm. Um, yeah, and then you know, Velveeta Room, uh, that mic used to really scare me because it, you know, you can't see shit. Right. You can't see anything. Like usually, you can see you know a few rows back, uh-huh. but you can't see anything. Right. So just like if you're not getting laughs, it just feels like you're just alone up there. <laughs> talking to yourself so yeah but you know i guess to follow up on 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 uh what i was asking because you are no no it's fine um because it's it's good to point out the different mics and you know me having seen all of these different rooms it's kind of like yeah i get it Mm -hmm. i know how they're they're all so different yeah when you're doing a show so this isn't an open mic if you're doing a show uh especially since you weren't performing before COVID Mm -hmm. and things got so convoluted where like everything was, was 
the creek and Vulcan, and so it was very aggressive type of comedy. Mm-hmm. And this is my generalization, so yeah. don't come at me. <laughs> um, and then when things started coming back, and you had more of the classic rooms were back open, Cap, the Valve, uh, the the small theaters, like because you're so new, have you figured out like well I can, I can do this at. Um, at a show at Fallout, but I probably wouldn't want to do the same set at The Creek because mm. it's just, you know, figuring out that formula. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, for me it depends more on, like, like if it's like a sold-out show, like when I did Sure Thing at Fallout, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, I'm not going to try new material yeah. at a sold-out show. But if, you know, I'm doing a show there where there's, I, I wouldn't say I really change my comedy based on where I'm performing. I would say I change what material I might do based on the number of people that are there. Because like, you know, if someone's asking you to do a show and it's sold out, you do have a bit of a duty to yeah. not completely fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, so, right. you know, um, but I just do, I just do my stuff and like yeah. what I, what I think is funny. And I, I don't particularly like like shock humor and stuff yeah. like that. Like I don't really talk about that kind of stuff. So it doesn't really, I don't know. I think it's, I want to, you know, be palatable. I mean, not, I don't want to be a people pleaser, mm-hmm. but I don't want to, I don't like offending people. Like that's not really, yeah what I'm out to do. I just want to make people laugh and no yeah. matter who it is, you know? Yeah. So you've, you've, uh, by extension, your life is a little bit easier because you're not, tr- uh, trying to clean up when you have to clean up for a particular yeah. room or. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm not a clean comic, but I'm mm. not, um, super dirty. And I also, I'm not offensive, but that's more just, that's more just, I mean, it's just who I am yeah. and the comic that I want to be. And I, yeah. I just truly want to be silly. I'm not yeah. trying to prove any points. I'm not trying to com- comment on the state of our country <laughs> and our world. You know, yeah. I don't think I'm qualified to do that. So, um, you know. But it's also nice, like, sorry if I'm rambling here. It's fine. This is um, a rambling podcast. Okay. So. Yeah, I've been trying to talk a little bit more about... Um, like for instance, I recently wrote a joke about um, having OCD, and like I, that's something I've struggled with for a long time. And there's a lot of misconceptions about what it actually is. And so I wrote a joke about it, and I've had uh, I think like two people come up to me and say like, "I love the OCD joke. Like I related to that so much. Mm. Like I like how you kind of the way you described it was." so relatable and so true because I think it's something that's really misunderstood so you know if I can impact people in that way where it's like writing about something that is funny but it's also um yeah some people can relate to and maybe make them feel less crazy you know yeah well this is our new year's episode and you have said a couple of times now that you want to just be silly yeah. So in your silliest, in your uh, silliest form, mm-hmm. like give me an example of how silly you would want to be on, on stage. Um, and if there are people that, like if, I, if you dropped a name of, of a comic. Oh, that, I see. That, you know, this is like the game that you're trying to play yeah i it's hard to kind of i don't i try not to actually watch that much comedy Mm. because i don't want to be like anybody yeah um i asked a very dangerous question by saying who do you want to be like yeah yeah i don't want to be like anybody yeah um i think i beth stelling is one of my favorite comics i love her um and you know, but I think just, I, 
make funny noises and I do funny stuff with my face sometimes. And so just trying to lean into that yeah. more like, um, I don't know. Well, whatever. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just, um, trying to not feel so much pressure to impress people Yeah, and just kind of be, be silly. Just, yeah. Yeah. Like I was singing kind of a, uh, almost like a Nickelback-esque version of, um, oh, what's that? Some Christmas song earlier. But anyway, just silly <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. You know, whatever comes to my mind. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And and are you going to practice that over the next year? Hopefully. If Hopefully. I get, if I can get, I just, I get scared. Ah. You know? Uh-huh. But this but is the new year, so it's true. It's true. That should time be. Machine. This is the new year, and that should be my goal. That is my goal. Yeah. Thank you, Valerie. That's my <laughs> that's my twenty twenty three resolution to be silly. So anybody that runs into you needs to say, "Don't forget." Yeah. Be silly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh yeah. I just want to focus on having more fun and and caring less about doing well. Yeah. Know? Yeah, it'll all, it'll all come together. Yeah. When you're it'll doing what out. you want, what you, you know, the silliness that mm-hmm. you want to enjoy, it'll translate. Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing worse than watching a comic try to be somebody else. Oh, I know. That just hurts. <laughs> the audience can oh. see it from a mile away. Yeah. And it's just cringy. I know. And like, yeah, I wish I had more energy. Like I see certain people, I'm like, oh, I wish I had energy like that. But yeah. I'm like, if I went on stage and I was like, What's up, Cap City? <laughs> How's it going? People would be like, this isn't, we don't believe you. Yeah, exactly. We don't believe you. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. got to be relatively authentic, you know. Uh, well, you just put your hand there, and, and I'm going to just encourage Did you, I? because uh, since you were talking about making silly noises, that's my little sound machine. If you oh. want to play and get be, be silly, practice your silliness. It's a fart. Yeah. There's a... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh, is this a clapping? Just identify. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know half of money. <laughs> Cha-ching. <laughs> cool. I like that one. There you go. Practicing your silly. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's uh, start. We're, we're going to start wrapping up, but I'm going to ask you two questions before my my closing. And that is, what is your favorite thing about being a performer? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, favorite thing about being a performer. Um, man, it's a tough question. I think how scary it is. Hmm. Yeah, it makes me... It makes me feel so alive, huh? you know, in a way like I've never felt before. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And in that way, it's, it's kind of like a drug, you know, it's really scary. It's really scary. But then if you're able to, once you're able to get over that and make people laugh, it's like, it's indescribable, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I want to congratulate you if you're still doing it, because I know on High Noon you were talking about um, being sober for oh, yeah. that, that. I don't know when that episode went out, but yeah. it was 10. almost a year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, congratulations Thank on you. making that commitment. Yeah. I'm a big fan it. of the sober comics. Yeah. <laughs> well, as a parent and a maternal oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, um, I think before comedy, there just wasn't, wasn't anything I loved more than mm-hmm. getting fucked up. You know, yeah. and and once you kind of have something that you're like, I really don't want to mess this up. I really take this seriously, mm-hmm. and I really care about it more than anything else I've cared about in my yeah. life. You'll, you'll do anything to, you know, yeah, keep your keep your shit straight. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Keep, keep it up. Keep it up. Thank you. <laughs> I will. All right. On the flip side, what is the thing that you hate the most about being a performer? Um. Hmm. Maybe also how scary it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's. <laughs> hmm. I think. 
Well, I think there is something that is challenging, which is um, not having to tell jokes that you're tired of telling mm. because you have to fill, you have to fill time. Yeah. So, but you know, and, and trying to keep it like, it's just, I think last week I did a show where I was like, I honestly, I don't care who's watching. I don't care how bad I do. I cannot do these jokes anymore. Oh, wow. And I did mostly new stuff in the middle, you know, and it's like, yeah, sometimes I think you just like, you hate yeah. doing certain jokes where it's just like, I don't write like this anymore. Or you're like, I know the crowd likes this, but I'm tired of telling it, yeah. you know? And yeah. I think that is, is a hard part about it, but it's also, um, there's a reason that it's a craft and it's something you have to work on. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can't just have new jokes every time you go up on stage. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, that's tough. I actually, um, talked to Josh Cabaza Mm. and he had that same experience, but whereas you're feeling it at two years in, he felt it a about 10 years in where he realized he couldn't do any of his old jokes anymore. He had mm. to start start fresh. Yeah. Because he just felt like he wasn't the same person. Oh yeah. anymore. Yeah. And it just didn't feel authentic. Yeah. And, and that's it's what you need to do is whatever you do, be authentic. Yeah, the audience can really feel it. Mm-hmm. And I noticed there's a real difference. Sometimes even a, even stuff I do that um isn't done that doesn't really have a punchline yeah sometimes it'll go better than my jokes i've been telling for a year or for Mm. six months because the audience can tell i'm excited about it and there's kind of a different there's the freshness with it that you don't have with the older jokes but you still have to put on a performance you know yeah so okay yeah. Well, I lied. There was going to be two more questions. Okay. I love <laughs> be- questions because about is- myself. It's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> this is my 2023, you know, inaugural episode. Uh, I want you to get philosophical with me. Sure. What do you see for yourself? What do you hope for yourself in 2023? I thought you were going to say in 20 years. <laughs> um. <laughs> you can answer that if that's easier. Sure. <laughs> 20 years. I don't want to be freaking rich. Uh <laughs> 2023. Oh, hmm. I think I want to stop caring so much. Hmm. I want to just live my life without anxiety. Hmm. Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's a pretty big yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think um, I want to kind of work on being a better friend. Hmm. Just really cherishing the friends that I have and... Um, yeah, just being being good to to the people I love. Yeah, and yeah, hopefully less anxiety. Start taking medication again. So hopefully mm. by twenty twenty three it'll have leveled out. Yeah, yeah. Good goals. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't thought about this a lot. I also want to write a sketch. I really Ooh. want to write a sketch. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask, you know, have you thought about doing improv? Have you thought about doing sketch? Yeah. Yeah, no, I've thought about it a lot. Um, And the improv thing is hard because I'm scared to commit to a night of the week where I can't do shows or do mics. Yeah. But I think from what I've heard, it's really, really helpful because it kind of changes your brain, mm-hmm. changes the way your brain works. And so you're able to think of those punchlines and have those light bulb moments in the moment yeah. instead of three hours later or whatever. And can I tell you something else? What's that? If you really want to be silly uh-huh. and improv. I know it. Yeah, I should do it. Sketch. All yeah. right. Improv class too. <laughs> Put it on the list. Improv too. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because people will will respect that. Okay, this night I can't, I can't do this because I'm I'm investing in myself to be better. Yeah. down the road. And sure. Yeah, yeah. I think you can be pretty darn silly with improv classes. Yeah, so. yeah. And that'll give you comfort to do it. It's true, and it's um so much less pressure, I would think, than yeah, just 
That I don't know, because some brains, you know, they get freaked out by the notion of improv. Like, they don't want to be the one that, you know, causes... Mm, I guess that's true, yeah. To go off the rails. Yeah. That's a good point. But, you know, I'm thinking, going on that silly angle. Yeah. I think it'd be fun. (laughs) Yeah. And writing a sketch would be be a lot of fun. Yeah. I've... or I've, you know, acted or whatever in some <laughs> sketches. I don't know what you call it. Acting, I guess. Yeah. Uh, in some sketches that my friends have written. Uh-huh. It's it's really fun. Yeah. You know, it's a different, it's a totally different thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's cool. I like yeah. it. It's a totally different um, area of, you know, performance and yeah. art. And It's like stretching a muscle. Every time you stretch a muscle in a different way, like I, I'm very convinced that it helps you be stronger whatever thing it is that you prefer. Oh, I'm sure. So, yeah. You know, the performers who are good at all, like you look at a Brett Vervoort, who's mm-hmm. a great improviser, great stand-up. Uh, I can't remember the last time she did a sketch, but, you know, I know she has done sketch. It's mm-hmm. like, I mean, it all helps to yeah. make, make her a strong performer. So Yeah, absolutely. Highly recommended if that's something that you want to yeah. do. So Yeah. Okay, so 2023. Yeah. I'll do it. <laughs> Yay. I'll do it. <laughs> Is there anything we haven't talked about that you want people to know about you? No. 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 <laughs> that felt pretty. Yeah, I think we hit all the high notes. Okay. All right. Thank well, you so much. Yeah. So your your final question. Oh, more. Okay. Yes. One more. One word to describe your future. Hmm. Um... Bright. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, yeah. I hope. Yeah. I hope it's bright. Yeah. I hope it's a good one. Yeah. It'll be silly, right? Silly. It'll be silly. Yeah. It'll be silly bright. <laughs> Hopefully not dramatic. <laughs> no. Um, okay. Well, thank you. That's a wrap on Comedy Wham Presents Kat Swantner. Tell us where we can find you and promote any projects that you, you have to promote. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Mm-hmm. This is so fun. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm on Instagram, Satan's underscore feet pics. Um, you can find me there. <laughs> um, I host podcasts with Casey Rocket called uh, The Grimby Half Hour Power Hour. It's on his YouTube channel. Um, and yeah, I think that's it. That's it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we hope you've enjoyed learning about how Kat got to be the comedic genius that you're today just as much oh, as please. I have. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Comedy Way and Presents Kat Swatner. I'm Valerie, and that's been funny. Thank you, Kat. Thank you, Valerie. That was so fun. Yay, happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody.